Blog Talk Radio. All right. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I don't know how much of the uh, panel is on tonight. Um, Didn't get a chance to hear everyone, but thank you all for whoever's tuning in right now. Um, Tonight we're going to have our Tuesday night Bible study, as we normally do. Um, Thank you all for listening on Chaos Blog Talk Radio, and um, hopefully the rest of the panel um, is able to get back um, on the panel soon to be able to listen in and tune in and, and chime in. But in the meantime, we'll definitely um, go through some scriptures on tonight and try to be able to get an understanding on the word on tonight. And like I said, just uh, want to thank you all for tuning in, for you all could have been doing anything else, uh, but to hear listening to Bible study and uh, just pray that everyone uh, receive the word on tonight. And so uh, get ready to go ahead and get started on tonight. Um, we'll go ahead and open the floor with prayer, and then I'll go right into the Bible study, and um, hopefully the rest of the panel by then will be on. Lord Jesus, we'd just like to thank you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be able to um, just speak a word and be able to be in your presence on today, Father. We just ask that you would just send your Holy Spirit, Lord, that makes teaching and preaching easy, Lord. Um, And, Lord, we just ask that you would be able to be in the midst on tonight, Father, for so many um, have tuned in and taken the time to be able to hear a word. ask that you would uh, fulfill them, Lord, and ask for safe travels for those that may be on the road while they're listening um, and, Saints, Lord, ask that you would continue to look after them in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, and ask that no flesh get any glory throughout this message, Lord, that all glory and honor belongs to you in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Saints, um, on tonight we'll be coming from the scriptures of Mark chapter 6, and we're going to start from verse 14. Again, that's March, uh, Mark, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 6, and we're going to start in verse 14. And this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. We're actually going to be um, going over a brief story in the Bible, uh, talking a little bit about John the Baptist, and also before that, um, you know, getting into some other things that led into that uh where we're going to start at that scenario with John the Baptist. Again, that's Mark chapter 6, verse 14 through 29. Um, And now before we get to the text for tonight's lesson, I'd like to go over a few things. Um, Jesus was preaching and teaching in the synagogue, and some of the folks that he knew, like his, uh, that knew him, actually, and his family rejected him all because, you know, they knew his folks, all because they knew his family. Um, 
earlier in the chapter. And that's the reason why uh, Jesus wrote, he went on to say, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin, in his own house, which is significant on where we're going on today. So that goes to show you how folks can trip on you for no good reason. You know, and sometimes it's your own folks that cut up on you. You know how it is. Sometimes it's your own people that will end up trying to, you know, create a conflict. So after he said that, after Jesus said that, as far as um, when he spoke on a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, after he said that, he sent the disciples out to do teaching and preaching among the town. And, you know, some of the folks out there were listening to the disciples. Some folks did, some folks didn't. And Jesus gave them the power to to heal uh, throughout the town. And, you know, of course, those folks that didn't um, listen during that time, according to Jesus, you know, they'll, of course, have to deal with that at, at Judgment Day. Uh, and now for all of us, you know, this leads us to our opening scripture on tonight. So we see how Jesus went from everything um, prior as far as dealing with he's trying to teach and preach. And then you got folks bringing up, well, you know, his family, like ain't this, you know, Jesus, you know, his, his folks and ain't he a carpenter, you know, and that's what they had brought up over in verse um, two and three up in there. Like, you know, we, we know who his folks are um, in that area. So, now we see how the family is affected. You know, our family is, is brought up into, you know, um, when you're trying to witness. So we're going to teach from the topic on tonight, family ain't what it used to be. So for tonight, the topic is family ain't what it used to be. And I know a lot of us can also um, agree with that and have some words for that. So let's see what the word says. Um, this is going to be the entire, the theme for the entire message. Uh, family ain't what it used to be. Verse 14, and the word reads, And King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad. And he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do so forth themselves in him. So he's talking about, remember I told you um, that, you know, there was a lot of commotion going on because uh, the disciples were out uh, witnessing. So that's where this is coming from. So we put, put a pause on that. All right, so they're hearing this just to add context. And verse 15 says, others said that it is Elias, and others said that it is a prophet or as one of the prophets. And then verse 16 said, but when Herod heard thereof, he said, it is John whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. So now here we have it that the good news, the gospel is being spread around town, and now the word gets back to King Herod about what Jesus is doing. Remember, he's sending the disciples out. You know, because of the folks that he was witnessing to, 
didn't receive him and actually, you know, rejected him talking about, you know, don't we know his folks talking about, the, you know, him being a carpenter, are his sisters with us, are his brothers with us, don't we know them? You know, so he was actually rejected during ministry. So he sent out the disciples to do ministry as well. So this is where we're picking up. That's why the context of the scripture is the way it is, is because now we're, you know, King Herod is trying to just get an idea of the commotion to try to find out what's going on in the kingdom. So now he's trying to figure out what's going on, uh, who's doing all this. That's why they're asking this. That's why he's puzzled and really bringing up other people. You know, that's why the folks are saying, is it Elias or Elijah, uh, which is an Old Testament prophet. But when he said maybe it's John the Baptist that is risen from the dead, at this moment I feel like by him bringing up John the Baptist, knowing what he had already did, um, as he pointed out, you know, to me it shows that, you know, this killing in particular was weighing on his mind, in my opinion, uh, because there was no reason to think that throughout all the commotion that was going on, that, you know, that was all because of someone that you previously killed, you know. So you got the word spreading about Jesus, and you're trying to figure out, because you don't, you know, know about Jesus. You're like, what's going on? So this is why, you know, for example, why folks shouldn't be doing anything wrong for no good reason, why you shouldn't be killing folks for no good reason anyway, you know, to bring up, just to say the least, about this scenario. So, and let's move on um, to verse 17 to further gap, grab the context of where we're going with this whole story. For Herod heard, for Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother's Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said unto Herod, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. So, for example, you got John that's calling it out. You know, so now for those of you that are listening, um, you know, that may or may not know, uh, you know, John the Baptist was sent before Christ uh, to be a witness uh, of Christ about his, uh, you know, before his ministry began on earth. So he was the forerunner, as they also refer to him, because of he actually, you know, came before Christ as far as physically and naturally, you know, um, walking the earth. But we know God was already, you know, here, Jesus was already, you know, um, already God way before this. So he was already here before this, but he's speaking on um, as far as his actual, you know, presence in the human body. And John the Baptist is actually Jesus' cousin. So they were family, and that was a good version of family. But as we begin to go through tonight's lesson, we'll see the bad side of family. We'll see how family can sometimes cut up. You know, some of us know that in our own personal lives because we know how family can get sometimes. So when John the Baptist called out King Herod on his mess, you know, as far as him messing around with his brother's wife, you know, and trying to continue on, but John the Baptist spoke out against this. 
So before we go any further, I had to point out how you see a perfect example of being um, bold for the Lord. You know, John the Baptist was bold. He knew that what the king was doing, you know, wasn't, wasn't good. You know, it wasn't right. It was unlawful, like he said in the word, you know, but that was, you know, the king. You know what I'm saying? And it's the king who he's addressing, so he knows that there's consequences that could come out with addressing the king and calling him out. And he knew that, but he was bold and spoke up in spite of whatever the consequences may be. So that's an example of how we got to be, example of how we got to be bold for the Lord because he was bold in that moment. He understood that by me calling out what the king is doing, there's, of course, going to be some backlash. You know, because nobody should be doing that, all right? So no, we got to understand that no matter the circumstances are, no matter what the consequences are, you have to do what thus says the Lord. You have to do what you are supposed to be doing, amen? So we can't worry about others and what they can do. You know, you have to follow the Lord. Even if it costs you your life, you have to follow the Lord, because your life is not your own, even if, anyway, if you're saved, amen? So if you're saved, then you're dedicated to Christ. You're dedicated to God. John the Baptist was put in prison for speaking up. So how much are you willing to go through for the Lord? Are you willing to face adversity? Are you willing to face any circumstances for the Lord? Now, I don't know who all we may have on the panel, but I'd like to open the floor if anyone has made it back and, you know, you would like to comment or have any questions on what was spoken um, so far. Amen. I, I would like to make a comment. This is really awesome tonight. This is um, confirmation with a, a conversation that I had today with a family member um, and like you were saying, it don't matter if it's the king. And when thinking about that, it's like even when it comes down to your parents, you know, um, if God has given you an assignment and he has given you something to say, you know, if it's something, if they're doing something wrong and you're trying to save them from, from, from a burning hell, then you have to do, you have to do what thus said the Lord. Because um, family, like you said, it's, it's definitely not like it used to be, but that's, this is, yeah, this is, this is good. Thank you, uh, and I agree. Like you say, family ain't ain't what it used to be. We, we had different things that we used to think that family would do and how family's supposed to be. But I'm I'm telling y'all, for those that you know, if you already know the story, you know where it's going. For those that don't know the story, I'm telling y'all, you find some stuff out within the scriptures. It's just like, man, that's in the Bible. Yes, yes, folks cut up in the Bible. And, and we see that family members cut up in the Bible. Anybody else got any other um, comments or questions at this point? Um, this is Kisa. Um, what I like about um, what you you've given so far, um, when I was doing my studying, it, it's it's like um, Herod was really, if I can say, fan. He liked John the Baptist. Uh, so it was kind of it kind of reminded me of um, how Pilate 
didn't want to go against Jesus, and he put it off him like, no, you know, I find no fault in this man. And in this story, it's like I think Herod, he liked John the Baptist, but, you know, he had to save face and, and do what he had to do. But he really he really did like John the Baptist. Um and, and the part that you that you're going over right now, that's that that part right there. I just wanted to point that part out. I don't want to go further because I'm gonna talk too much. So. No, you're good. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, and and absolutely, um, what you said was 100% correct. And it looked like you know, Pastor say trying to uh, get on. If anybody sees that um, that message. Um, but absolutely, I would say that when it comes down to it, we don't want to, you know, it's a lot to unpack, so we don't want to jump the gun, but absolutely, I can't wait till we get a little bit further to be able to, um, bring out everything because tonight's lesson, I, I think that a lot of people may be able to find, hey, you know, some connections with family on this as well. But um, anybody else, before we before we go further, I don't want to miss anybody. Go ahead. At this time. Amen. So I do have a comment. I wanted to say that um, this already is showing us that we have to be bold in Christ. Um, I think we have a lot of, I don't want to say punk Christians. I want to say passive Christians, meaning instead of us, standing up um, for what's right or, you know, whatever it is, just being bold in Christ. I feel like a lot of the time we are passive on things that we know that are not Christ-like, especially now when it comes down to um, certain communities. It's like, oh, well, you know, they love who they love. Why is it your business? If we're if we're Christian if we're standing bold in our Christianity, then no, we're not supposed to be a part of or support everything. Um, even when it comes down to kids, okay, well that child doesn't know there. The 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 Bible says, um, spare the rod, spoil the child. So there are certain things that in, in twenty twenty three and even, you know, within the last five to ten years or so that I feel like we are being passive against. But, again, that scripture in particular, when John called out Herod, it shows us, no, you be bold in Christ, and you stand up for whatever it is that you know that is right, and don't worry about whatever the consequence may be that man is going to do. And I'll, I'll leave it there for now, but we have to be bold in Christ and stand up for what we know is right. Absolutely. I, I agree. Um, and. Thank you. Thank you, wife, for that comment. But um, I agree. We also have to be, you just have to be bold, man, regardless of the situation um, that's at hand. you got to be able to speak up and speak out and, and never be afraid to do that. And that's what John the Baptist was doing. You know, he was making sure that, you know, he had to, you know, set the record straight. And even like Sister Oliver said, you know, as we'll find out later, like King Herod, you know, he didn't necessarily have the biggest issue, you know, he actually, uh, with, with John the Baptist, he actually, you know, like him, as we'll point out later on in the scripture. Um, but, you know, even if, regardless of if you have the relationship with that person, 
you got to have people around you that's willing to call you out on your mess. I think that personally, that's what makes us cool. You know, I think that we could be on the same page. And if I'm out, you know, I'm tripping or something like that, you want someone that's supposed to be um, cool with you at least just change the subject a little bit, off the subject a little bit, to call you out, you know. Um, you want someone to be able to say, hey, man, you know that you shouldn't be doing that, right? Hey, Minister Tober, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, you want someone to do that. You don't want a, a, a yes man with you all the time if you're doing something, you know, outside of the Word of God, especially if you're in a position, a leadership position, you should be doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you need people around you that ain't afraid to speak up and speak out. All right, so let's go ahead and Can I add, like, can forward. I just say a second yeah, comment well, based on what you just said? Yeah. To me, if if a person is for you and they have your best interest, they should call you out when you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. They shouldn't just go, be going along with you. So a real friend, a real person that's concerned about your walk with the Lord, they're going to let you know, hey, fall back, do friend. They're going to, they're going to let you know. So that, like um, um, Sister Tober said, as far as people being passive, it's a lot of passive stuff going on with a lot of different areas um, with the body of Christ. And we got a lot of things that we need to get in order because it is a lot of people just, just going with the flow and not calling people out on their stuff. So I just want to add that in there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that for being able to add um, add to to what's being taught on tonight. Um, look like Pastor may be on. Pastor, you on now? Okay. I don't know if we can hear him yet, but I'll, I'll move forward. And pass what about it. now? Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, oh, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I'll wait. It seemed like uh, I don't know what was what was going on with that, but I've been on. I think I came, called in like a minute or two before. So, but yeah, great job so far. Go ahead. I, I don't. I won't say anything right now. Okay. All right. There's no problem. Glad to uh, have you on. And uh, we'll continue. Uh, for those listening, again, uh, if you're just now tuning in, we're on Mark um, chapter 6. Uh, we're currently at verse, we're going to go on to verse 19 and go on throughout the story. And the topic on the night, um, if you're just tuning in, is family ain't what it used to be. All right, verse 19. Um, so I'm going to do 18 then 19. For John has said unto Herod, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife, 19. Therefore, Herodias had a quarrel against him. It would have killed him, but she could not. Then look at verse 20. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and holy, and holy, and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. You know, so Herodias had a quarrel. Now, a quarrel, which means a, a you know, dispute or a complaint or, you know, like a hostile feeling. So Herodias, who is Herod's wife, the king's, you know, I mean, you know, now it was actually, you know, his brother's wife. 
Um, so that's the course of the problem and to begin with. That's the, the nature of the initial problem, you know, that this ain't supposed to be going on. So she had a quarrel against John. So in other words, you know, she felt some type of way that John the Baptist had called them out. And John the Baptist had called out the king directly, and she felt some type of way because she was, you know, involved in it also. You know, so she got all the way to the point where she wanted this man dead, you know. So listen, sin creates more sin, and this thing has just elevated so quickly. Went from, you know, we having a conversation, and you got called out on your mess or whatever, however it went. And now we didn't got all the way so frustrated to now we want to kill this man. So that's see how, you know, quickly things can escalate, you know, how the devil can get you going and get you to another place you probably thought you wouldn't even get to. You probably even you didn't even know you had that in you, but there we go. She got it in her. So here we go. So this went from, you know, like we said, an unlawful get-together uh, to, you know, like a, a fling or whatever uh, to contemplating murder you know so the devil was busy in this situation so on a side note this situation is is exactly how some folks end up on the news today you know it's a lot of bad romances turned into murder you know we see a lot of that stuff you know on the news today and this is uh the reason why you know it, it all started way back then as they say you know there's nothing new under the sun you know and folks were tripping way back then and still tripping now so here we see that that's what's going on now herod on the other hand feared john the baptist because of his lifestyle and his connection with god and that's evident through the scripture i'm gonna go back over 20 this first part for herod feared john knowing that he was a just man and holy and observed him you know, so he had a godly lifestyle. You know, Herod knew exactly who he was dealing with because, you know, he wasn't, um, you know, someone that was weak, you know. He knew who John the Baptist was. He knew what he would do. He knew that he could had a, a connection with God. So now that he's speaking up and speaking out, you know, here we go. You know, he feared him, you know, and at the same time, we got Herod, you know, King Herod, who is a, a, a weak man, and we'll see how he end up being a weak man. He's a weak man with bad intentions, and we'll see how it goes as the story goes on and the story gets worse. You know, here we see that in verse 20, you know, like I said, he knew better. He knew who he, who he was going up against. He knew that he was going up against, a man, you know, a man of God, someone that had a connection with God. And, you know, he got out of line talking about King Herod all because of his family. So I'm here to tell you that family ain't like it used to be because his family is about to get him in some mess. And I'm going to continue verse 21, and I'm going to open up the floor. <clears throat> and when a convenient day was come, that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lords, high captains, and chief estates of Galilee. And when the daughter of the said Herodias came in and danced and pleased Herod, 
and them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. Verse 23, And he swore unto her, Whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it thee until the half of my kingdom. Y'all see what they say? Until the half of the kingdom. So now let's just, you know, point out a few things because it's a whole lot to unpack. You know, it's now, you know, the king's birthday. This is the setting of the king's birthday. And on his birthday, he gathered all his folks to celebrate. And then as the celebration begins, we see that the star of the show is Herodias' daughter. Now, let's think, which is basically his niece by blood. So we got to remember, you know, that Herod, you know, Herodias, I'm sorry, Herodias was originally Philip's wife, and Philip is the king's brother. So this already starting off a little bit wrong, you know what I'm saying? So now here the king is watching his own niece dancing, and it must have been something different, just to say the least, because he was pleased by it. That's what the words say. He was pleased by it so so much that he was willing to give up half of his kingdom. Amen. So now let that sink in for a minute. His niece danced for him, and he was ready to risk it all. He was willing to let, you know, her have whatever. Now, that just goes to show how nasty this man was so that he got enticed by his own niece. You know, so normally, you know, for folks that have entertainment, you know, at their birthday, you know, stuff like that, it ain't normally your family. So, you you know, you didn't heard of folks doing stuff, but it ain't that. So this is just, you know, a, a perverted and a weak-minded man to allow this to happen. But before I go any further, I'm going to open up the floor. Anybody got any comments that they want to say on this situation? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess it is, I guess we can can really say she wasn't tap dancing. Um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> is, is, sister, is your wife on tonight? Is Sister Tobin on tonight? Amen. I'm here, Brother Pastor. Okay, yeah, see, you that you made a comment a few weeks ago about why it seems I always pick these, these women that's acting up. See, here go another one. See, yeah, this your husband. Yeah, they your husband cutting up. Is they cutting up, Pastor. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't you, Pastor. It's these women, these Jezebels. <laughs> Mr. Tobin, this is good. I, that's why I said when you sent it out, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. I mean, we see once again um, – as Minister Tobin is, is so so good, uh, I mean you you're explaining this real good, man. It it just goes to show first of all, uh, be careful who you entertain and what you entertain. So many men, let's just be real, y'all know we we real, we keep it we keep it as young folks say one hundred. Uh, so many men have crumbled and lost empires and lost kingdoms uh, and lost you know, prominent things based on a, wo- a woman dancing. You know, so many marriages have been destroyed 
based on a woman dancing. So many churches have been, you know, so many pastors and bishops have fallen because of a woman being able to dance. And as you as you brought out, this is his niece. Now, now his his uh, historians say that it was his half brother. Philip was his half brother. They had the same father, uh, but different mothers. And then there are some that even debate his kingdom. You know, his kingdomship. Some suggest that he was more or less like a governor. I'm just throwing this out just in case we got some folk that, that read and say, well, it's not really. We don't know whether he was a king. We know what the scripture says, but then when you go into it, he may have been more like a governor. I mean, he had a providence-type area, but it wasn't that what they say. On, in, some people say it wasn't. he didn't have a kingdom like that to even offer. So that goes to show this young lady, she knew how to – Dance, and she knew, evidently her mom, she had to, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. It could be up for debate, but she probably learned this from her mama. You know, she she probably learned this this behavior. She had to learn it from somebody. And the, the, the king, you know, Herod is sitting here. He's so amazed by it that he offers, you know, he offers something that, you know, whether they're right or wrong, that really wasn't his theme off, but he was so, it's just like when, when people get drunk, they do stuff that they can't even remember or they can't even, or you get high, you, you do stuff that you're not even really conscious or aware of. I mean, you'll do things, you, you know, you'll give your car keys. I grew up in a neighborhood where, you know, those that was on drugs, you know, they would give the young dope dealers, they would give them the car. they say, well, you ain't got no money, give me your car keys. So the dope dealers, they'll have you know, young boy, you know, they'll have a car, driving the car, wherever, and then once the person come off a high, you know, they'll give them their car back or they want more high. So it, that's why the Bible tells us to be sober, okay, because we and be vigilant because the adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, he walketh to and fro seeking whom he may devour, and so many great men, and and because we want to keep it in its proper context. So many great men have fallen due to a dance. Thank you, uh, Minister Tobin. Oh, no, thank you, Pastor. Um, like you said, all because of a dance. It, it all started with a little dance, and it, it went from there. Um, and, you know, before I go any further, anybody else that would like to add, you know, because, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a lot to unpack here. Anybody else? All right, all right, Pastor. Um, if you don't mind, uh, if you want to do the halftime, we can. Or do you want to save it to the to the end, or how you want to do that? I can, I I'll go ahead and do it. I go ahead and do it. Okay. If you okay. don't mind, all right, all right. Thank y'all so much. I I know you're enjoying this. I'm enjoying it as well. And thank God for the uh, our leader on tonight, Minister Tobert, and, and the panel. We just thank God for what we are hearing and what we are receiving through the word of God on tonight. As we do every Tuesday night, we have uh, two ways that we uh, would like um, 
for you to give. You know, if the Lord leads you to give both ways or if he leads you to give one or the other, we, we are grateful <clears throat> Excuse me to whatever it is that you can give, whatever the amount the Lord lays on your heart. Uh, our extended arms ministry, and I would like to say just real, real quick, the extended arms, um, we we have given out, I think, a little bit over uh, close to, if not a little bit over $1,000 uh, just over the past uh, few months um, in assistance to uh, families that are struggling and families that are facing difficult um, times and individuals that are facing hardship. Uh, so we, we want to thank y'all for those that have been uh, donating and uh, giving. It, it's going, it, you know, it's going to really help people. I can tell you I'm not on a salary by that. Um, I don't get no money from that. My wife don't. Um, Sister Oliver don't get any money from that. Uh, Elder Oliver don't. So, you know, we, we are workers and the church, you know, we there's no nothing going, you know, like that. It it literally goes to help and assist um people. So we wanna thank y'all uh for for whatever it is that you give on these Tuesday nights or whenever uh we make an appeal. Thin arms is E a dollar sign E A Ministry. Once again, dollar sign E A Ministry. Amen. Whatever you would like to give, just send it to that. I'll send mine once we get off tonight. Um, and then if you would like to give a donation to our church, that's dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign PTC, that stands for Praise Tabernacle Church, and the number's 877. And may the Lord bless you real good. Services back into the hands of Minister Tober. God bless. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Um, and, you know, Pastor, you said something earlier, um, like you were saying about bringing up, um, you know, King Herod. Um, and like we're talking about with him um, and the debate with his kingdom. So to back up, like what you were talking about, that's even like I had also – I saw this um, in another scripture, right? Uh, I think it was down the line. I think it was closer towards like uh, – when um, uh, they came to get Jesus right before they was um, going to kill Jesus. And, you know, and then one of them, they, I think in Luke, they also explained him, can't pronounce that word, you know, the, the tech art or whatever. Um, how do you pronounce that? Yeah, exactly. Tech art. You're right. right. Yeah, you can say right. close enough. You know. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, that's a, that's a ruler, you know, and that, you know, is – you know, like you say, even a, a governor, so that's still of an authority, but it, right. it may not be right. as the same level, you know, as, you know, running the whole thing being the king, you know what I mean? So right. I did see that as well, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, a good reminder on that um, as far as him offering all this stuff up and, you know, Right, hey, you may not even have all that, but he was willing to risk it all. Whatever I do got, you can have it. So, you know, that's that's one of them things as to where it has really thrown his mindset off, and that's how you know, you know, you feel full of lust because you're sitting here and you've gotten entertained by your own niece. You know, that's your blood. You know, that's your family. And you sitting here getting entertained 
to that degree and to where you're willing to risk it all, not thinking, hey, this is your niece. So this is, you know, proof and showing that this is a perverted and weak-minded man, you know, because all it took was for her to shake a little something, doing a little dance, and he was ready to risk it all. He's ready to give up all of his kids. Watch it, Tober. You know Watch it, Tober. No, that that was it. That's all it took. So we see here, you know how, you know we got to we got to be careful because first off, family shouldn't be messing around with each other and in front of each other like that. So this is a bad example on family. You know we shouldn't be doing that. So for those of you that are listening. You know, we got to make sure what we're doing is, is, is we're doing the right thing. We can't be sitting out here family entertaining family, so to speak. You see what this man is doing. So, you know, uh, needless to say, it's going to lead him into some trouble, and the trouble we're about to get into right now. Verse 24. And she went forth, uh, talking about, you know, his niece, and she went forth, and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in straightway with haste unto the king and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by and by in the charge of the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceedingly sorry, was exceeding sorry, yet for his oath's sake. And for their sake, which sat with him, you know, he would not reject her. So, you know, now at the beginning of verse four, uh, 24, uh, you know, there's a conversation between Herodias and her daughter. You know, that's the king's niece. And the daughter asks, you know, her mother, you know, what should I ask for? You know, this man is willing to risk it all. So what should I ask for, mama? You know what I'm saying? And then the mama didn't want to miss out on the opportunity at hand to kill John the Baptist, so she said she wanted his head. Now, let's pause for a second right there. So you mean to tell me that you missed an opportunity to be a real parent and to tell her nasty self not to be doing that little dance in front of this man, but you chose to be a killer and focus on killing. You know, so... Somebody somewhere make it make sense because I don't understand why she went to that degree. You know, how do you miss the opportunity to be a good parent or even be a good person at this point? But now, nonetheless, back to the story. After the niece heard this request, she didn't stand up to her mom for what was right. You know, she didn't have that mind up, you know, mama, what you mean? You know, she went right along with the story. She went right along with the plan. And, you know, saints, you know, don't be like that. You know, if you know that something's wrong, don't do it. If you know something don't make sense, don't do it. You know, don't be afraid to speak up and speak out, especially against uh, someone that's going to lead you astray. And family shouldn't lead you astray. Anybody got any comments on that comment? question um uh, the comment that i have as far as the the mom correcting the daughter the mom she 
don't say nothing. And I thought about that. It's how you going to preach, but don't say nothing. Well, the, the, the whole context is let your lifestyle, let your life be an example. Preach the gospel without saying nothing. So, so that preacher was, was encouraging his church to live it, live the life, live it so that others will see your life and notice, man, that's something different. They got to be, they got to be a believer in Jesus Christ. So I want, I want to challenge Praise Tabernacle and whoever else is listening. That might be my new motto for, for a while. Preach the gospel, and if you can, don't say nothing. Something along those lines. Preach it without saying something. So, you know, man, this is good tonight. Thank you, Minister Tobert. Thank you for that comment. And, you know, I, I agree with you on that, you know. And you, you got to be able to live a lifestyle. Um, and also, when you live a lifestyle, people will notice it. That's also in the lesson as well. Remember, you know, how it says, and, you know, just to add to what you're saying, even in verse 20, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and holy and observed him. So he was watching him, you know. So at the end right. of the day, he knew that he was righteous. He knew who he was dealing with. So he let his lifestyle speak for him. You know, things yeah. he already put out there about John about this, but he also knew who he was, so he, like, you know, he let his lifestyle speak, you know, for him, you know, that he was who he said he was, you know, that he was serving God. He was serving the Lord. So that's how we're supposed to be. That's the perfect example. We should be like that, you know. We should be, um, you know, more Christ-like. We have to live that lifestyle. You know, so if we gon' we gonna teach it, we got to be able to to be like that. You know, we gonna preach it, we got to be able to be like that. So absolutely, I do agree with you, and that's how it's supposed to do, uh, supposed to be. Um, and I'm gonna jump back in, uh, verse 26, uh, and, and let's look at this. Verse 26, uh, actually 25, 26, and she came in straightway with haste unto the king and act saying, I will that thou give me by and by in a charger uh, the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorry, yet for his own sake and for their sakes which sat with him. Uh, now, when we look at, you know, verse 26, you know, because when the king, of course, now hears this request, when it comes down from you know, his niece, uh, we hear the request or whatever, now he wants to feel sorry. You know, as he said, now, you know, he's exceeding sorry. So he understands, man, I got to do this, you know, to, to John the Baptist, knowing that, you know, he's a righteous man, knowing that he's a holy man, you know, and that he swore an oath to his niece that she can get whatever she wants. You know, she swore oath. And say so you can get whatever you want, and then he and, and she comes back with a crazy request. This is why you shouldn't put yourself in this type of predicament in in the first place. Shouldn't put all yourself right. all out there. You know he risked it all in the first place. He shouldn't have did that. So now he feels bad, but all he had to do was not be such a weak-minded individual, and this would have never happened. If the men be men, then things like this don't happen. 
So if the real wow. men stand up and be able to, uh, put you know, put their foot down like they're supposed to and say something against that, then no, it would have been all right. Also, he could have chose to go against his oath, you know what I mean, for the man of God's sake. But he was too prideful, in my opinion, and chose to keep his oath for the people's sake. That's what that's what the words say. He said, wow. yet for his oath's sake. If we look at the word, it says for his oath's sake, you know, and for the sake of those, you know, for, for their sakes which sat with him, he would not reject her. So you mean to tell me that it was more important for you to keep this oath and keep your word with this woman than to, to, to actually be on the same side as God and say, you know what, I'm not going to do this to the man of God. So you didn't fear God enough to leave the man of God alone? Ladies and gentlemen, this is peer pressure at its finest right here. We see that this is the exact definition of peer pressure. He got the folks around him, and he gave his oath. So because of that, you know what? I ain't going to do it. Now, that ain't peer pressure. I don't know what it is. So he was more concerned about keeping his reputation than going against God. And see, this is why it was all a setup all by his family. Remember, this is his folks. You know what I'm saying? That's his niece. And that's the wife, you know that conspired and put all this together. So this is evident. Like I say, family ain't what it used to be. Family ain't like it used to be. And we see this here in the scripture. And I'm going to go forward. Verse 27, I'm going to read out. And immediately the king sent an ex- uh, executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head in a charger and gave it to the damsel. And the damsel gave it to her mother. Now look at that. She didn't she didn't went on and, and, and wow. went right on with it and just went on and gave that head to her mama. Now nobody saw nothing wrong with this. She ain't you know, from what we see, she ain't freak out or nothing like that from what we read. She didn't freak out. She went with the whole scenario and like, here you go, mama. Y'all trick. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got everything messed up If y'all think that this was okay You know This is how family is supposed to be You know what uh, Mama I, I want them dead Oh okay okay I got you You know what I'm saying or, Well mama you know Told the daughter You know I want them dead I got you Really This is how we supposed to be That is not supposed to be The proper way That a mother and daughter Interaction should be You don't teach her You know how to be a killer. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to do, ladies and gentlemen. So I just want to, want to let y'all know that that is not what we're supposed to do. So when we look over, <laughs> when we look over the scriptures, right, uh, you know, when we look over the scriptures, you know, we see that this is a bad example of family, and we see that this is not how it's supposed to be, you know. And I do have a little bit more to go over. Um, and then I, I'll give my closing remarks. Um, see, John the Baptist lost his life all, become, all behind some devious actions of Herodias and her family. They played a wicked game and conspired together to kill him. You know, this was between the king, his niece, and Herodias. 
They showed you how family is not supposed to be. They didn't lead by example. They messed that up. You know, that was a very dysfunctional family, to say the least. And I'm here to tell you that this is not how family is supposed to be. You may not be a part of the best family naturally, but with Jesus, you do have the best family spiritually. I'm going to open the floor for comments, and once we're done with the comments, I'll get my conclusion. Well, I'll I'll make a comment. One thing about it is I looked at it as a mother because I saw how my mother was, and I always said, you know, I didn't inspire to do big, you know, things that average kids did. I just wanted to be a mother to to my children. I wanted to have children. But revenge, because someone told you what you're not supposed to do, now you're going to seek revenge, you know, but... It's it's amazing because us as mothers, we have to be mindful of the things we do and say in front of our kids. And she loved her mother. Whether she loved her or she was afraid of her, like, ooh, mama, you got a lot of pull. You know, what if I do something crazy and, you know, something you'll do something to me. But um, we just have to be careful of how, um, you know, even with fathers, how you – entertain and do things in front of your son. So, yeah, I'm just trying. Yeah, it was, this is good. I'm I'm sitting here thinking what, I mean, I I know we we can look at it from mom, but let's look at just for a second, look at the daughter. I mean, my my daughters, I got a 20-year-old and a 14-year-old, they scared of cockroaches. I mean, you know, sometimes they'll leave a they'll leave a window, you know, they window up or leave it down in the house, and you know, cockroaches may come in or whatever. Or you know, it's summer now; they leave the doors open or the garage door, and they see a cockroach. You know, I ain't talking about regular roaches, y'all. We, we don't have, you know, let me make it clear: we ain't got roaches. But I'm talking about the water bugs. That be, water bugs. Yeah, the water bug, yeah, the one that pay rent, the one that you need to charge. Yeah, they're the one I'm talking about. So, uh, I mean, my my 20-year-old and 14-year-old, I mean, they'll lose their mind. They run in our room and all that just from that. Think about a young lady carrying a platter, and they ain't talking about a seafood platter. I'm talking about head, head shoulders, knee. I mean, head of the class. Eyeballs, eyes, ears, mouth, and nose. I mean, carrying, good Lord, what kind of mess? I mean, and you know what? We can look at it like that and see how crazy that is, but daily I look at a, there's a show that's on, that it's, it's a YouTube documentary, I guess, kind of show, where they, uh, whoever the creator of it is, they report on uh, young ladies that are that are you know killed or you know different get in different situations and are you know are murdered or whatever. And a lot of these cases, it's young ladies, it's young girls that are setting up these guys or setting up other girls. And I mean, I, it's it's just crazy. It, it's 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 really crazy that a young lady could even, I mean, you know, some of us don't even like going to funerals because it's the dead body. No, let's, 
you know, we some of us don't even like watching movies that that got a dead, you know, anything. But just think about where this young lady's mind had to be. As Minister Tobin said, not only crazy for her uncle, for her him to be having her dance, but for her to be dancing, it has to be seductively in front of her uncle and and all the other men. But then to carry out the request of a of killing a man and then carrying his head to her mother on a platter. I mean, when I'm thinking platter, I'm thinking uh, cheese sticks and, and you know, some, you know, couple of them, little, some spinach dip. You're not thinking a platter, a man's head on it. Hey, sorry, Mr. Tober. Lord Jesus. You know what? No, we, we this, needed that. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. When I look at this young lady, it's like, for one, she was she was entertaining the crowd. So that tells me, okay, she likes attention. So all eyes on me. So usually when I think of people who are in that line of work, um, it's for attention. Um, and it's also for a void. There's some kind of void going on somewhere, and they're, they're looking to fulfill that. And this young lady, it just seems, I don't know, this is something to get her mom's attention, uh, to please her mom, um, to entertain the crowd, whatever the case. It, it just some kind of relationship that her and her mom had, and being that the mom was with the brother, like you, you, you mad at John the Baptist because he calling you out because you are with your brother-in-law. This is your niece slash stepdaughter. Y'all doing all kinds of wrong in this this whole family. So don't get mad when somebody is calling you out on it, but because she did get mad and she wants his head on the platter and the daughter is like, I'm going to please my mom. I'm going to do what my mom says. And uh, I think the first lady said something along the lines of, you know, she probably know, she know what her mom can do. There's some fear there. So, and little kids like to please their, not that she was a little kid, but most people like when they're younger, they want to please their parents. They want to make sure that they're uh, they're making their parents happy, even if it means doing something evil when you have this type of lifestyle that you're living. And this is like they were just full of – this is just simple stuff going on all around. The whole atmosphere was a simple atmosphere from the, the mama to the stepdaddy to the, to the daughter. All of it was just sinful. So – it's whatever you around, you tend to adapt to that type of environment, and that's she was adapting to what she was raised in. That's what I'm going to ask. Right. That's that's what we would call a, a toxic environment. This is a, a toxic family. So, yes, you know, she, she adapted to the environment that she was raised in, which, you know, uh, says a lot about, the family, you know, uh, there's too much going on within this uh, situation. And there was a whole lot that we, you know, were able to pull out. We could see it from different viewpoints. You could see it from, you know, the man uh, viewpoint, which is, you know, how it connects to all men and what we should know um, to do better and not be weak-minded and, and stuff like that. So we get that aspect. We get it from you know, the woman's aspect, how, you know, what she was doing, you know, being uh, sneaky and, you know, conniving and, you know, all the, you know, the devious things that she was doing. And then you got the, the niece on the other hand and, uh, you know, Pastor broke all of that down, but she just 
uh, off the chain, you know what I'm saying? They're just to say the least, because of where her mind was, that's probably not the same mindset that a lot of her peers probably had, you know, to be able to go through with something like that. You know, you don't, you don't expect that. And also we don't want to, you know, set that as the norm. That is crazy. That is so abnormal. That is not normal, you know, for you to be able to request such a thing and then as the mom and then for the, the you know, the daughter to, to go through with it and then you holding the head on a platter and you thinking that's fine and, you know, you done lost your mind in the process, <laughs> you know, if you're thinking that's fine. So we see a lot here as to where, you know, family went wrong, you know, as to where folks messed up. So I'm going um, to read my conclusion, and then I'm going to turn it on over to Pastor. Um, you know, as we can see, uh, it used to be that if you couldn't count on anybody, you could count on family. However, we see that sometimes family will lead you astray. There's good and bad examples when it comes to family. For example, for every James and John, there's Cain and Abel. For every family like Joshua that said, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord, there's a Judah and his family. Now, his family treated Joseph wrong, as we learned, you know, earlier throughout Bible study. But it doesn't matter because we got to understand that family ain't what it used to be. You may not be a part of the best family naturally, but with Jesus, you do have the best family spiritually. So at the end of the day, we all have different views when it comes to family, but we can all agree that family ain't what it's supposed to be and what it used to be. Pastor, service into your hands. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Family ain't what it used to be. Great lesson, Minister Tobert. Great lesson. And we can we could keep going probably another hour or two on, on that just from different uh viewpoints. But you covered you covered it real well. Great job, panel. Uh let's do uh Whoever's left on the panel, whoever's still here, let's do a um, just a little quick, as my father would say, a round robin with any last comments. Uh, just whoever would like to give any last comments at this time, you can do so. So I have a I have a question before I make my comment really quick. I know we're at the end. Do we know if um, Herodias sent her daughter to go dance or if it was the daughter's choice or – is that part kind of in the dark? I think it's in it's in the dark. Minister Tober, what I mean, you use the lead. You probably found something that what 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 you what you think, or anyone else, anyone else yeah. on the panel. Right. Oh, from what I see, I think it was you know, I think it's probably in the dark. Like you're saying, like I don't see it in here uh, per se. Definitively, I don't. Okay. Well, even even still, I just wanted to say whether she sent her or or the daughter went, um, if there was a possibility that she sent her daughter, um, it's low-key tempting her daughter. 
because she possibly sent her to go and, and do something that was wrong to seek revenge. So even just to bring that now to um, our current life in the world, the way that our children's childhood is so how we shape and mold them, it reflects um, on their future. And no, I'm not saying that, you know, everything that you instill in your child, they're going to always listen to or stray away from sometimes because they are their own people. But the Bible tells us for child in the way that they should go. So, you know, just as parents, we need to make sure that we are instilling the right things in our children because this little girl or young woman, she had like a, you know, it seemed like kind of a conniving spirit um, in a sense, and as did her mother. So we just need to be careful about the things that we are um, having our child children to do or knowing that our children are doing and not correcting them. That's all. Great point. Great point, Sister Tober. Great point. All right. Anyone else? Uh, I, I can I can go ahead and make my last comment. Um, once again, of course, um, wonderful, wonderful lesson. And what um, I want to piggyback off of something that Lady Oliver has said, um, a lot of times we don't want to be called out on the carpet. We don't want to be called out for some crazy crap that we've done, and now you're getting called on the carpet, and now you're mad, you upset, because it's the truth, but you don't want to hear it. And this is this situation. And so ex- instead of accepting responsibility and moving on and, you know, trying to do better, you want to seek revenge. And in this case, you know, um, I, I feel like he didn't really want to, I don't know if it was said or not, but I feel like he, you know, he, he cares about him. So don't be, Lord Jesus, how can I say this and be nice? Uh, don't be, don't, don't change your, who you are because of someone else. This lady, you know, did what she did with her daughter and caused the death of someone uh, that, that was an amazing person. So it's just like if someone comes to you and they're talking down, even about your leaders or um, someone who you're close to, and now because of them, you change who you are and you kill their integrity. You killed, you tried to kill their ministry, but um, this, this was really good. This, this was really good, but that, uh, that, that really stood out um, on tonight. So don't seek revenge when someone is coming to you in love, especially, and calling you out on the carpet. Just do better and move on. Thank you, uh, Minister Tobert, for that lesson tonight. God bless. All right. All right. Thank you, Lady Zachary. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else have final words? I'm just going to say stand up for right, do what's right in the sight of the Lord, and everything will be fine. Just make sure you're following what the Lord is saying, doing, and not what people are saying or what the crowd is saying or what pleases the crowd. Do what the Lord is telling you to do, and you'll always, you know, end up on the right side of things. That's right. Stand, stand up for what's right, even if you have to stand alone. Stand up for what's right even if you have to stand alone. It may look like you're standing by yourself, but if you're doing the right thing instead of what right, what's right, God and the heavenly host stands with you. And if God be for us, I've said it for years, if God be for us, then the who don't matter. 
It doesn't matter who's against you. It doesn't matter who don't like you. It doesn't matter who's praying against you. You know, that that's that's kind of, you know, praying against, you know. I mean, we, we done said stuff throughout years that really don't make sense. If I'm in the will of God, who can, who can pray? How you going to pray against, you know, or whatever? So if God be for you, then who can be against you? Okay, so if you stand, if you do what's right, stand up for what's right. Do it even if you have to stand alone. That could be in church, you know. That sometimes you have to stand alone in church. That could be in in the grocery store. That could be at your job. Stand up for what's right. Okay, stand up for what's right. Don't don't, you know. Let let's not be pardon me, but let's not be punks. Okay, let's not be punks. Let, let if we if we if we know we we serve in God. And and we're doing what's right. We're serving God, and we know God is on our side. Let's stand, you know, as the young folks say, ten toes down. Okay, hold, stand for even if you got to stand by yourself. Okay, if you got to stand by yourself, as we saw here with with uh, with, the, with with John, John the Baptist. Okay, the forerunner. All right, he was the voice of, of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare you the way of the Lord. Make straight. Okay, that was a hard thing to do, but he did it. And it cost him his life, all right. And and to be honest, and I'll be through. If 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 you're not if you're not serving Jesus to the point where hey, if it costs you your life, then you're really not serving him at all. Okay. If you're not dedicated to death, then you're not dedicated at all. All right. If you're not, let me say it again. If you're not dedicated to death, okay, then you're not dedicated at all. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't. I don't think the Bugs family uh, got on. That's our new uh, family that joined our church a few weeks or so ago. Uh, they want to be a part of the panel as well, uh, and they had something to come up right as we was coming on tonight. So I don't. I don't think they uh, got on. So hopefully uh, next Tuesday y'all will begin to hear um, from them. The young couple, young family. Uh, coming into church and they're on fire and ready to go to work. So we just thank God that he's yet adding to the church. So thank you all so much uh, for tuning in tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, possibly there's, there's, a possi- there's, a, there's a possibility that next Tuesday night we may be live. Okay, we, We'll still be on chaos, but we may be Facebook. We may be on Facebook live from the church. Okay, we, we are going to possibly, we, I just got to check with the, who on the panel will be available uh, next Tuesday night to, to be live from the church where we're going to, uh, we, we, we've jumped into Ahab and Jezebel, and next Tuesday night, the Lord delay is coming. We're going to uh, possibly, we'll definitely be on Blog Talk, but there's a possibility we'll be Facebook Live uh, where y'all could see us. You know, some of you may have been listening and want to put a, a face with, you know, a name or whatever, a face with a voice and all that. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll know for sure by Sunday. We'll announce it for sure uh, Sunday morning if we will be live on next uh, Tuesday night, which is uh, the family night. That might This might be something that, something new that we may be trying um, just to kind of spread our wings a little bit more. So, but thank you all so much. Keep us lifted in prayer. We thank you so much for tuning in, and we know that, that God's word won't return to him void. As always, Minister Tobert, great job. Amen. Thank you so much, you and your lovely wife. Amen. Thank God, Sister Oliver. 
uh, on tonight, amen, and also my precious wife. We thank you all so much. All right. As we leave this place, but now the presence of God, we're going to do Matthew 28, 19 through 20. It tells us to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Y'all have a great night. Have a great week, and we'll see you Sunday morning.